Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Benedictine University's first ever podcast, The Eagle Talk, in affiliation with the Candor newspaper. My name is Mason Sobiesk, and as some of you may know, I'm a senior here at Benedictine, and I'm on the men's basketball team, and I will be your host for these episodes. The podcast here is essentially everything Benedictine. All the news, whether academic or athletic, will be discussed here. Each week, I will have a guest on from the Benedictine community, which could be both student or faculty, to chat about campus and world events. And today, our first guest, I have with me chief editor of the Candor newspaper, Tim Foyard. Tim, hey. how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, this is you know, obviously something that we've talked about a long time mm-hmm. about doing, and it's cool that we finally get to. I'm excited to have um, a bunch of guests on here talk about Benedictine, so um, thanks for coming in. Oh, yeah. Um, so every week, I'm going to start out with... Um, uh, sort of a words to live by. Um, I'll say words to live by with Tim Fuller. It'll be a different question every week that I ask um, my guest. But the one that I'm going to start out with um, for this first episode is what is one message that you, if everybody had this broadcast of them in the world, um, that you could tell the world, what, what would you tell people? This is super cheesy, as I think kind of most of them will be. But yeah. probably, uh, like, be yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, especially coming out like in college or even in high school and just as you go throughout life like Mm -hmm. you might feel like because everyone's doing one thing you have to follow down one path you know um but definitely if you want to pursue something you want to do something you should just go ahead and do it and just be yourself um yeah i think especially like i don't talk about the men's volleyball team but just a group of guys are just themselves you know like everyone's kind of pretty authentic there um but just, yeah, be yourself and just kind of go for what you want to do in life and what you want to get out of it because it's pretty, like, it's kind of easy to waste time and you shouldn't, like, fall into that habit. You should kind of go out and be ambitious and go get it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of, a lot of people talk about that. You know, I could speak from experience, obviously, like, coming to a university that you don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. You have no, like, you know, prior obligations here or anything. You know, that's definitely... Um, good advice to people and uh, like I said that question will change throughout the throughout the episode so we'll get some different um, perspectives on the world from each guest that we have um, but Tim first I want to talk about um, just kind of people so people can get to know you around the Benedictine community um, you're obviously like I said our um, chief editor for the Candor um, a very successful newspaper I've read since I was a freshman <laughs> year um, uh, where, where'd you grow up and, uh, what, what, what were things like where you grew up and, you know, what were some of your hobbies? What'd you do, um, as far as athletics? Um, how, how did those things go? Yeah. So I'm from a pretty far away place. I'm from Naperville. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> it's a, it's a long drive down, uh, Naper. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's from Benedictine to my house is literally three turns. Oh. So pretty, went pretty far away, but, um, <laughs> uh, growing up, I, it's, I have one sibling, I have an older sister, um, but I'm the youngest of 36 grandchildren on my dad's side. Whoa. Yeah. That's so, crazy. So I have a big family, and basically all of them live in Illinois, with the exception of a few people, but it's definitely, you know, the growing up family was kind of a priority, or, and then still is. And then sports, um, I started playing, you know, football, baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. and then started playing volleyball in high school. Yeah. And so I've always been into sports, always been kind of wanting to play. And so definitely when I was thinking about college, I knew I wanted to be a part of a team. Yeah. And so here I am at Benedictine. Um, so it's interesting that you play volleyball. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, like, a super popular sport when it comes to, like, high schools. Like, I don't like, yeah. I'm sure your high school had a volleyball mm-hmm. team, but... Um, like for example, mine did not have a men's volleyball team. That would have been sweet if we did, because I probably would have played. Um, it might have been in season with basketball, but um, but how do you like? How did you get, like get into something like that? Do you have to play like travel ball, or is that yeah. kind of like just a uh, you know very just not a very well known? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So um, yeah, it's weird that men's volleyball isn't the most popular sport. Yeah. Like really, the only like schools the high schools that have it in illinois are like the ones nearby chicago mm-hmm. and then there's like a few in like near st louis but okay. other than that like you know you're from like near chicago and your yep. high school didn't have it right but it's actually so like it's similar to basketball and like other sports where like there's a travel and all that stuff yeah. um so the high school season begins in march and goes through like the end of may okay and then the travel is september 
through February, and then Nationals picks back up in June. It goes through about July. Um, Illinois is kind of interesting where, um, like, nationwide, like, men's volleyball is kind of just, like, in pockets. Like, there's uh, volleyball in California and volleyball kind of, like, on the East Coast and in Florida. Right. But then kind of it's, like, Illinois and then a little bit in Wisconsin, a little bit in Indiana, and a little bit in Michigan. But that's kind of it for the stuff nearby. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, like, those kind of those pocket, like, regions. Like, for example, um, like, it's just big thing with basketball is, like, you have your Midwest, like, Illinois, Chicago produces a lot of college athletes, a lot of NBA players. And then, like, Florida and Atlanta have this weird thing where they produce a bunch of, like, high-level athletes. Um, but how, like, how difficult was, like, recruiting? Like, yeah. you, like it, you know, like I said, you know, there's not a whole lot of high schools mm-hmm. that, you know, offer it. And then... Um, I think there's a decent amount of Division three volleyball teams, obviously. Yeah. Not maybe as many as, you know, a basketball or football. No, yeah. But um, what was, like, recruiting like? Yeah, so for college, it's pretty funky. Yeah. Um, with Like, with Title IX. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I know Title IX, there's obviously a lot of stuff in that. But basically how I understand it is for every new, for every new uh, like, men's sport, there has to be a, a women's sport added. Okay. So, and then I think... Like, the official thing is, like, the funding has to be the same for men's and women's sports. Okay. So, a lot of... The reason why men's volleyball isn't that popular is because, like, football usually gets paired with, like, women's volleyball type of thing. Because if you think about all the sports, like, baseball, softball, guys' basketball, girls' basketball. Right. And, like, like men's and women's lacrosse. So, Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird. But... So that's why there's not a lot of schools, especially at the Division One, Division Two levels that have it. Like, there's only 20 Division One schools for men's volleyball and only 20 Division Two. Okay. And then I think there's about, like, 100 and, like, 50. I don't, I don't even know how many Division Three, but I think it's somewhere around that area. So it's kind of weird. Right. And then, obviously, you guys had a super successful season last year. It was really fun to watch, personally. I loved going to the games. It's Thank a you. ton of fun, and you guys were amazing. But, um... What I found interesting, obviously COVID kind of, you know, we'll talk more about that, but COVID played a huge role in, like, how many teams would make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pay attention to it really, like, the, you know, tournament uh, mm-hmm. in, in that regard. So, like, I didn't pay attention to, like, how that was formatted. But when I looked at it, there wasn't a lot of teams last year in the national tournament. What, like, yeah. How is that related to, like, other, like, let's say two years ago? Like, is there more yeah. teams two years ago, or is it because of COVID that not all these Division three teams were making it? Yeah, so I think it's kind of weird. Um, well, like, two years ago, it was probably the same amount of teams, mm-hmm. and but more conferences have sponsored men's volleyball. Okay. I think, like, five years ago, like, the our Benedictine was in, like, a different conference for men's volleyball. All right. But I think I know um, a few schools, I think maybe one or two conferences opted out because of COVID, but because, like, the game, like, there's more and more schools, I think it's been, I think this year it was at 14, and I think probably two years ago it was at either, like, 12 or even 10. Okay. And then this year, I think it's probably at 14 again. But it was interesting because it's usually in regions, like the East region and West region. Okay. Um, but because of COVID, it was all in a bubble. So all 14 teams were kind of at one spot. Right. When this year, my understanding of it is, like, it'll be, like, the West region. So, like, it'll be, like, kind of... The Midwest, and like the Illinois and Wisconsin right. schools, and then the East region will be kind of its own separate thing. Yeah. So then the final four, that's when all the four teams will kind of go there. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and the other thing, we had a we had a pretty uh, interesting um, Zoom call a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about All-Americans, what mm-hmm. we were like, thinking about um, what we are going to do to create this podcast. And uh, like you guys had All-Americans that, you know, Jacob Grago and Chase Olson that were like incredible last year, mm-hmm. and then you guys played Carthage, who had like half their team was all yes. Americans. Like, what you know is it kind of like a recruiting advantage for Carthage, or yeah. is it just like like talk about like the you know the esteem, like the the program esteem? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we've been really really good these past like couple years, at least since I've I've been here yeah. since twenty eighteen. But, like, a team who has, like, I don't know, they had, like, nine, right? I yeah, they, they had nine All-Americans? They had, I think it was three first team, one second team, and one honorable mention. Okay, so maybe it was less no, than yeah, that, but, but still. But still, it felt like nine. Yeah, um, right, right. No, but they, uh, Carthage has a good program. Um, 
And then I think, so, like, essentially seven guys play. Like, there's seven starters, essentially. And depending on how you run the lineup, like, there could be, like, eight or nine people that play. Uh And then, so I think all of their kind of, their setter, their middle, um, then two of their outsides, and then forget who else, but they, uh, they're, they're all like, you know, they're all good players. A lot of them are from like Illinois and like, uh, Missouri and kind of the surrounding area. So we all know that they're, they're going to be good and they just have a good program that I think Carthage is one of the older division three, uh, men's volleyball schools. I think they've been around for probably the past, like, I don't know, 20 years maybe yeah. or something like that. Um, so they're kind of, um, and also they've, like, you know, it was kind of difficult. We had a head coaching change right before the season. So. Yeah, I was going to bring yeah. that up. That, that was, I still can't believe yeah. that. It seemed like you guys gelled, like, so quick, though. Yeah, it's yeah definitely our new head coach, Christian, came in and kind of built a strong relationship with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a lot goes into uh, everything. Um, yeah, I mean, that's super interesting with the coaching change. Um, I, I've... You know, I've heard before, like, for example, like, I've never, I've had the same coach, Coach mm-hmm. Bunkerberg. Um, like, I've never had a coach like that, like, switch, like, in the middle of the thing, you know. Um, and you guys were still so successful. Is that more like you guys just being so, like, cohesive as a team? Like, uh, obviously, all due credit to your, uh, your new coach, uh, Christian. But, like, you know, I would have to believe that your team was already pretty gelled, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to perform that well. Obviously, you almost won a national championship. Yeah. uh-huh. I think it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, like, you know, it was like the middle of January, not the middle, yeah, middle of January when uh, our last coach left and then a few a few other guys decided they weren't coming back as well. So with men's volleyball kind of being a smaller team, like we kind of knew that this season, like we'd be playing for each other. Like when um, like we had a kind of, we didn't know if we had, we would have a head coach for the first game type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And then uh, Christian kind of came in, and he was really bought into the whole team first, like mm-hmm. buying into each other. It gave us confidence, and then we kind of just rode that all throughout the season. Like, we knew we were playing for the guys next to us. That's cool. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> one of my favorite things in sports in general is just bench reactions when it comes <laughs> to, like, big plays. And I remember we would sit and watch in the living in our living room in Founders. Um, we would sit there and watch you guys in the tournament, and he was very, very emphatic. Yeah, some some crazy fist bumps in the middle of the court. But um, um, okay, yeah, that's good. Um, so other than volleyball, growing up, um, you played other sports. Do you have any other you know random hobbies or interests or now just pretty sports? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. My parents always joke that like I skipped the whole cartoon phase. <laughs> like when I was like five years old, like I just started watching like ESPN and Sports right, yeah. and all that stuff and all that like superhero stuff. I right. kind of just like missed out on. Uh-huh. And then it was funny. So I'm like I'm the youngest of the. My, of all my cousins okay. so they all had a fantasy football league yeah and i was like beating them and they were like kind of talking smack and then my mom's like hey he's only like, my cousin was like he's only seven years old like kind of chill out a little bit <laughs> that's so, funny yeah so i've definitely always been into sports um and then yeah it's kind of really been it yeah yeah speaking of fantasy football did you you got a team this year yeah, or I do you have a team um so my fantasy football like i'm not the best at it yeah. but I'm excited for my team yeah. this year because I, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. So I do too as well. Yeah, I'm hoping he can do good. Yeah. And then if he gets injured or has to do some random, like, COVID protocol right. thing, yeah. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick on my bench. Um, Tim, you're not going to believe this, but we have the same two quarterbacks. <laughs> really? I swear. Nice. I swear. Yeah. That's insane. Because, you know, <laughs> hey, Fitzmagic. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a new team. He's got a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the Redskins are going to win the NFC East. Yeah. I think um, – and also, like, you know, how can you not root for Ryan Fitzpatrick? You right. Know? He's the best. True. Well, that is an interesting segue yeah. because the next thing I want to talk about was just kind of um, world-related when it comes mm-hmm. to sports. Um, so you're from Naperville, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping you are a Chicago fan through oh, yes. and through. So yeah. um, Bears is obviously football. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a Cubs-Sox preference, or is that, like, yeah. what was the <laughs> divide line when you were a child? Because yeah. I know, like, for me, for birth, it was just, like, randomly, like – my dad was a Cubs fan, so mm-hmm. now I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. But, like, some people have, you know, I know some of my friends that are, like, live here in Illinois but are, like, 
Chiefs fans yeah. or like they like the Seahawks or something yeah. like that. But I'm assuming he stayed with one of them. Oh yeah, I'm just, and I'm sure the Chiefs fans have been you know yes. through and through Chiefs fans. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because bandwagoning hasn't been a thing these past couple of years. The Warriors, shout out the Warriors for yeah. doing that. But <laughs> no, um, so I'm a. I'm a Bears fan, okay. and I'm a Cubs fan, okay. and those are kind of... I like the Bulls, I like the Blackhawks, but kind of the Bears and the Cubs are kind of the two main teams. Gotcha. Um, I remember, like, when the White Sox won the World Series, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, five or whatever, Yeah. and I, I told my dad, hey, why can't we be Sox fans? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, it's too late for me, but you can change. That's and true. And then I'm like, ah... I'll just stay a Cubs fan. And yep. then they finally won one in 2016. Crazy year. And then now they kind of blew everything up a little bit. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, like I said, I'll support the Cubs. Um, but yeah, I could say that was probably one of the more special because we haven't been able to see a championship really besides the Blackhawks. No, yeah. And that was really cool to be able to like also adopt a favorite sport. Like everybody was yeah. playing hockey for like three years. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I remember I would be with my friends. Like we'd never play hockey in our lives before. And then all of a sudden it's like the Blackhawks are really good, so let's go play floor hockey. Exactly. In yeah. the street or something. But mm-hmm. um yeah, we've kinda had it rough, haven't we? In yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I mean yeah. I don't wanna I know the name of it, the other podcast you've done is the Triple Doink. Yes. And I remember uh, it was, we were in Andrak when the Double Doink went down. Yep. It was kind of brutal. Yep. But I think, I don't know, the Bears, they're kind of in an interesting, they're in like a flux. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think like a lot of people, obviously, um, if you follow the Bears or the NFL at all, Justin Fields looks like, you know, he's probably going to be able to mm-hmm. be a superstar in yeah. the league you know let's not jump the gun too much but at the same time you know he sh- showed us exactly what we've wanted but um I-, I think it's interesting like i think jay cutler might be the best bears quarterback ever yeah like and I, then like that's really sad to say yeah. but like that's just how it is and mm-hmm. um like yeah we've not had it good when it comes to the bears no. but you are right we are in sort of a flux like i can't I can't shy away. The NFL actually recently, I'm sure as you know, made a 17 game season. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell. I can't, you know, I can't predict an eight and eight season to just <laughs> say, you know, one way or the other. But now I'm gonna have to say nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah. You know, they either are gonna be good or bad. But um, yeah, I have high hopes though for sure. And um, have you have you ever been to Soldier Field? Yes, I yeah. have. Um, I haven't been in a while. Though, Neither have I. But yeah, tickets are kind of yeah, expensive, especially yes, since they only play true. I guess eight now or now nine home games. Correct. Yeah. But I think it's interesting. I always say it's like you know the Bears made a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Yep. And Rex Grossman wasn't that good. Nope. It's yeah. like so if they can made a Super Bowl with him, then they can maybe make one with like Justin Fields. Right. Maybe not this year, but no. like next year, or like three years from now, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, like, take for example, like, the Kansas City Chiefs were, I think, last in the division, like, three or four years ago, and now they're won the Super Bowl. So it's like, I, you know, I have hope, but at the same time, like, it's just like every year, like, I have the same, like, couple of, like, Chicago sports radios and podcasts I listen to, and it's like, oh my god, this is who we drafted, like, we're gonna be so great, and then it's, it just all spirals downhill, but, yeah, um, Rick Tellender in the Chicago Sun Times. Uh-huh, yeah. he's it's funny. Like he's either I think he always just goes reverse or whatever yeah. the popular thing is, <laughs> right. just for the sake of it. Right. And he's, so like he's saying like this year like the Bears are gonna like be terrible or mm-hmm. whatever. So, but I I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how they they do it. Yeah, definitely. And it's I I don't think there's a better time to get you know at least a playoff appearance maybe or something like that you know mm-hmm. it, it's hard for chicago i mean we're not technically chicagoans but chicago supporters chicago sports supporter, uh, supporters um to finally get like a exclamation mark in yeah. a season but um but hopefully the white Sox will do something well yeah that's a good point like the only team in chicago that i don't support is good yeah <laughs> like that's how it is so it's it's odd like I have, like I told you, I have friends that, like, support mm-hmm. other teams, like, from other cities. And, um, like, for example, I have a friend that supports, like, all California. Like, so he's, like, a 
LA Kings fan and a Dodgers fan and a Lakers fan and like this. Yeah. And it's like, well, the Kings will win the Stanley Cup and then like two years later the Lakers will win and then three yeah. years later so like they get like they get the luxury of having, mm-hmm. you know, being able to follow sports like intently and like positively. Cuz I know I've been super negative about yeah. Chicago about <laughs> Chicago sports and if you'd listen to my other podcasts you'd hear that. But yeah. Um yeah, that's funny. Um so moving on, um what I'd like I want to talk about COVID. I want to I want to yeah. totally, you know, take things over here by COVID cuz I know um want to make this some some sort of a positive <laughs> conversation. But um Kind of moving backwards, back to, um, like, you as a student, Mm -hmm. like, last year and this year. um, Like, explain – I always like to hear people's, like, perspective on, like, how how sports were with COVID and how academics were. Because, like, I have my own opinion because I did both of them last year. But um, I always like to hear people's opinions on, um, like, how school was and how, like, you had to be tested so often and, like, traveling with COVID for athletics, like – um, which I thought personally that we as a university did a really good job, oh, yeah. um, you know, providing us with the right, you know, tools. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the year, we had a full vaccination clinic. They, that, yeah. I don't think that like when I told people in my hometown, like that we were doing that, it was like, you know, crazy. No. Like, yeah. Um, I know you can get it free pretty much anywhere else, but to have that, you know, I think we handled that greatly. Especially but, we had the vaccine in April. Right. It's exactly. Ridiculous. Very, very yeah. early, way, way earlier than a lot of people, I think, mm-hmm. um, so, what were your thoughts on, like, first, like, academics, like, just being a student in general with COVID, like, Zoom, yeah. obviously tore apart everybody, <laughs> but um, yeah. I know some people that did like it, though. But, yeah, I um, mean, I liked it just because kind of was a little more, you know, convenient right. type of thing. Yeah, like, walk into your room you know, and, you know. Yeah, it's like, we're, like, same thing, like, I work from home sometimes, uh-huh. and then it's kind of nice where you just, you know, get up, you do something, then, like, you just pull up your laptop, and then, boom, you're right there, and you mm-hmm. have all... Like, you know, you don't have to lug everything to class. You have your spiral, you have your book, you mm-hmm. have everything kind of right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I remember correctly, I kind of only had one Zoom synchronous class. Okay. A lot of mine were like online asynchronous. Okay. Um, and I preferred the Zoom kind of synchronous. Um, and then um, when like we have a class, we get into like a discussion um, we'd go into breakout rooms, okay. and it was a smaller class. I think we only had, only had about 10, maybe 12 people in there, yeah. and sometimes, like, it'd be, like, a breakout room. I'd be, like, the only one with the <clears> camera <throat> on, then, yep. like, everyone else yep. would say something, and it's, like, we're working on something as a group, and yeah, then, right. so that was kind of, that was kind of annoying, um, but overall, it was good. I definitely felt I learned more from, like, just the Zoom synchronous really? than I did the Zoom asynchronous, Okay. Um, but then even the Zoom asynchronous, it was kind of nice. I could just... You, you have all the stuff for the week out there. So it's like, you know, if you're feeling productive, you kind of just grind it out in one day. And then, so I I kind of liked both. I kind of got in a routine. It kind of feels weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. No, I get that for sure. That's, um, it's interesting that you liked synchronous better than asynchronous because like I couldn't really tell because I had both. Yeah. So like on Mondays I would have, you know, two classes and Mondays and Wednesdays would have two classes and then they would both be in person. I wouldn't have anything to do on uh, D2L or, you know, I wouldn't have a, you know, assignment, but like on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays or something, I would have one where it's like just online. So I'd be like, so used to being on zoom learning like yeah. from a lecture. And then mm-hmm. then I'm like just teaching myself something yeah. like on a PowerPoint. Um, which I guess I agree that I'd rather be synchronous so that yeah. you're getting consistent, like, you know, lectures or yeah. whatever you guys are doing that, that day. But, um, and then when it comes to athletics, obviously, men's volleyball um stayed healthy for the most part i yeah. can't i don't remember if you guys had an uh, outbreak we had um three i believe three games canceled at the beginning of the year i do remember that now yes. okay that that yeah but it was nice that i was at the beginning so it kind of just pushed back everything two weeks and then we stayed healthy uh the rest of the season and then into the tournament um but i know kind of it was kind of different for a few other sports i know mm-hmm. um like, you know, only, like, women's basketball only played, like, yes. two regular season games, yeah. which is a major bummer. I feel, right. felt super bad. Terrible. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of weird. Um, at one point, I remember that we were we had full team practices, and we switched to pods. All right. Yeah, did we, did this, we did pods? the same thing. Yeah, yeah which I, I – everybody had their own opinion about, you know, the yeah. masks mm-hmm. and, like, blah, 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 because we didn't really know a whole lot about what yeah. we were, like, dealing with. But, um, yeah, we did do pods, and then – 
you know, for the sake of, you know, for the people who don't know, you know, pods, essentially you're just practicing in groups, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's just to keep the other groups safe in case there was yeah. COVID. But like, um, for us, it was just like, um, I don't know. I think we had a different view on it because it's hard to practice. Like yeah. I'm definitely volleyball. I feel like it's hard to practice as a like separate like, yeah. I guess you could do kind of like a first team, second team. Yeah. Like, your starters are all together, and mm-hmm. they could work on what they want to work on. But, like, I feel like for sports like volleyball and basketball, like, basketball, you have to have the whole team attentive about yeah. one thing. Like, if you're learning plays or, like, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing I thought was interesting with us, and I'm curious if it was volleyball, was, like, lineups. Mm-hmm. Like, our bench guys would, you know, not be able to practice. We weren't practicing with our starters. Or, like, yeah. with our – so, like, if they got thrown into the game, the chemistry was maybe yeah. not even there. Yeah. So, was that the same with volleyball? Yeah, it was kind of similar. Um, I know we did have, like, I believe it was, like, 10 minutes of scrimmage time okay. where we kind of scrimmaged between the two pods at right. one point. Mm-hmm. But um, with volleyball, like, it's mostly yeah, – it's different than basketball mm-hmm. where I feel like the, like you need a fair amount of team chemistry between, like, the setter and hitters. Yes. Um, but necessarily like the, just like with the and same thing with like the serve receive line and yep. passing mm-hmm. so I, whenever whenever like one of those guys would come in i felt like the chemistry was still pretty good because mm-hmm. we practiced we just still practice a fair amount and then also we had last year we had a small team yeah. like we, we had 12 guys total yeah which is like one third right yeah basketball <laughs> that's true. and a bunch of other sports yeah, we've got about 30 i think yeah so at the start of the year start of the anyway. year yeah, yeah. yeah. um but yeah, it's kind of just interesting. Um, definitely now, like we've been um, doing like open gyms, and then like a lot of guys are local from Illinois, so we've been doing stuff over the summer. And then definitely the chemistry is like there now, so it feels pretty good. That's good. Yeah, uh, I think it's a lot going to be a lot different this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, basketball doesn't f- uh, fully start practice mm-hmm. until like October, mid October, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know, just kind of. Uh, vaccination status who gets to be without it you know yeah it's just kind of a different look I yeah think. and hopefully it'll be a lot better for people but um uh yeah i mean it's you know gonna be different this year in general obviously when it comes to academics as mm-hmm. well um you know I, like i have in-person classes and yeah. i knew that was like something that like people were like scared to go back to yeah um which was you know kind of crazy but mm-hmm. would would you I'm, I'm assuming you would prefer in person yeah i'd say probably in person like i know from just like easy to pick up kind of everything else like uh-huh. it's kind of hard to tell like if you don't understand something you kind of look around and see the same deer in the headlights look uh-huh. on other people's faces and you're like i kind of like, <laughs> okay like i'm fine right, yeah. or like you know it's just kind of easy to pick up and then i'm just more like kind of when it's in person i'm kind of just more like focused and kind of involved when like you know even the Zoom from your room was, like, nice, but also it's like, oh, your bed's right there. Right. Kind of just, like, take a nap. Yeah. You know? But, like... <laughs> push, you out, push yourself your camera off and just... Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, it's definitely the in-person ones that force you to be a little more, like, intensive and, yeah. like, on top of your stuff. I definitely think I learned better um, mm-hmm. in person. But um, as far as... Um, uh, as far as, like, kind of campus goes, um, we kind of were a ghost town last year yeah. in general just because... Um, you know, people didn't get really together in groups at all. Mm-hmm. None of the academic buildings were really open yeah. all that much. Um, so do you already see a difference this year? Like, oh, yeah. hugely, obviously. Like, I remember I, my first day of class on, I think it was the 30th. I don't remember that yeah, yeah, I think it was the 30th, yeah. yeah. I um, walked into the quad, and it was, like, 50 people. I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, what do I do? Like, yeah. felt like a zombie apocalypse. But, um, like... Do you already see a difference in just kind of things turning back up and yeah. more people being social and no yeah definitely um like we have a like after like a morning workout we like go to starbucks or go yeah. to starbucks and usually there's no line yeah not like the line back <laughs> that is true that's and true. then um yeah. i remember just sophomore year and freshman year like the library is always one of the loudest places on campus yep. yeah. and then <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. which is like, right. so ironic and then yeah. and the same thing with like the parking like you know like the parking lots are full now you kind of walk around you see everyone walking around too so it's nice that it's back to normal even though like you know it's still kind of not but for the most part like i like it because last year you know it's pretty much mostly athletes only that right. lived on campus yeah. and then we all kind of just you know kept to ourselves a little bit yeah, I'd be interested um, 
I'd be interested to hear from like an administration or like faculty, mm-hmm. which hopefully we'll be able to get um, some of those on. I'd love to talk to a couple of people just about like, you know, how did enrollment go? Yeah. Or like, you know, this year, mm-hmm. like did it go down up, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what kind of money was spent on like COVID procedures yeah. and like how we dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to talk to somebody about that. Hopefully we can get somebody on. I'm yeah, sure we will. I'm sure, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's about definitely been different. Um, but I know there's a whole lot of, um, just kind of a whole lot of chatter on campus that is about being like just more out there. So, yeah. So nice. I know a lot of people just love, you know, seeing people's faces. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, I know, uh, like for example, like Aurora university uh-huh. is like only in-person classes now. Really? Yeah. But then like, I know Benedictine, there's still like 50, 50, if not more online. Okay. Cause they, I don't know, I was talking to one professor who was like, they want to still be accommodating for like the teachers and professors that prefer to be online, huh. which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it kind of works and, and then I'd be interested in like the student opinion too. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. um, cause I know just from what I hear at Aurora, it's like, you know, these in-person classes, uh, are like twice the size as they were like right. pre-covid yeah just kind of like interesting right. but um i know like you know before like you know the pandemic it's like i'd have some classes with like eight people in it yeah. and then like now it's kind of like well if it's only eight people it's like it could be online or yeah. whatever but i don't know it's interesting yeah that's uh I, I definitely did not know that there were other campuses that had fully in person mm-hmm. um which yeah it's, i i wonder if that's has anything to do with COVID? Like, were they granted something? Like, yeah. you know, I know a lot of sports teams here, um, and I'm not sure if it's the same with classrooms, but, mm-hmm. um, like, if they reach herd immunity, which I'm not sure. I know yeah. there's one, maybe two teams on campus right now. I think it's women's volleyball. Yeah. And then somebody else who has, you know, at least 80% vaccinated, and yeah. then they are able to, you know, unmask yeah. and essentially travel mm-hmm. um, without any restrictions. Um, but I'd, it'd be interesting to know kind of what those universities are like doing, going yeah. through and doing yeah and also yeah like how many students are here are vaccinated as well yeah that's what i was i was going to bring up was like um i recently was at illinois state mm-hmm. and um like there's uh, i don't know the exact number that live yeah. on campus i know they or the their their enrollment total enrollment mm-hmm. um is around twenty thousand. yeah and that's a big school it's a big you know campus it's a huge area but um like the difference between you know maintaining a university with you oh, know yeah. twenty thousand and then here we have I don't a couple thousand I yeah, think on campus 2, 000, right yeah so like yeah what what the difference is um, for like administration at like Illinois State like oh yeah you know dealing with that yeah like, no, how much money you have to spend and I know like University of Illinois did a good job where like they mm-hmm. had like their own tests and then, okay. like they like kept like the tests like inside the university mm. so like it'd be like so they tested everyone like every week in like a like a saliva thing okay but then they kept the saliva thing and it was run by students down there mm-hmm. but it's interesting here where it's like i know if you're not vaccinated you have to get tested every week yes and then you have to do it kind of on mm-hmm. like your own time type of thing yeah and um if you're not if you're if you are vaccinated you don't have to get tested every week but i think it's much more like difficult to keep track of at like a large university when I think Benedictine is probably you know it's obviously still a project but right. it's like you know <clears throat> a little less resources compared to those bigger schools mm-hmm. yeah um and then when it comes to the candor I know that like um there's going to always be a lot of news about COVID yeah like um and I know personally some of the right obviously our writers um like are you are you in favor of, you know, totally putting, like, the spotlight on COVID? Like, I know, like, yeah. in our, like, last issue, there's like, COVID mm-hmm. things, but there was also, you know, things that had nothing to do with yeah, yeah. completely positive yeah. outcomes of, you know, just regular stories. Exactly, like, yeah. As a as the editor, like, is that kind of you sifting through and, like, you know, pick and choose, like, yeah. kind of, you know, let's highlight and mm-hmm. always touch on COVID. Like, yeah. everything has to do with COVID. Like, uh-huh. would you rather it be... Like, we actually do shine the spotlight on it, or would you rather just try to completely move on from it? Like, yeah. So, you're, it's essentially, you know, getting broadcasted to, you know, mm-hmm. our entire university. Like, um, just kind of what people think. Um, yeah. Isn't what well, I'd be interested in hearing. But, yeah. From so, your perspective, yeah. So, it's kind of like I know everyone, you know, it's this is 
September now 2021 and then so COVID's been going on for you know since March 2020 so mm-hmm. over a year and a half so a lot of people have like you know COVID news fatigue yeah and like I certainly do exactly without yeah. a doubt exactly so, yeah, yeah. About, yeah yeah so it's like you know um but you know obviously when like relevant stuff like comes up to the uh-huh. university and all that stuff it's definitely worth noting and kind of worth highlighting like you know uh JB uh like in that mandate he once the Pfizer vaccine got FDA approved, yep. he basically required um, a large, like, you know, like the vaccine for, you know, K through 12 and like university faculty and all that stuff. Um, and same thing with like the mask mandate, like, but all that stuff, like Benedictine was already doing, so it necessarily didn't affect Benedictine that much. Right. Um, but it's still like, you know, like last, like I don't want it to be like all COVID all the time. Cause could be really easy to because there's a lot of news surrounding that all the time but definitely just like you know more positive like when people go to the candor.com they see other stuff that's happening at benedictine besides like all these covid protocols that type of thing right because i know like uh the candor was created in like the 80s yeah if i'm uh-huh. correct like in the early 80s i think it was 82 yeah, 82, yeah okay yeah. um like it'd be so interesting to like look at like obviously you know people get a decent amount of their you know, school news from mm-hmm. the Candor. Yeah. And uh, it'd be interesting to see just kind of, like, how since then, like, things have, like, been totally switched. Yeah. From, like, even the regular news that has oh, yeah. nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. Like, I know, like, just students' opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, our writers are great, and they have terrific insight. Yeah. But, like, the difference between people back in the 80s and, like, the regular news and, like, how they were writing things. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because, you know, the way that people consume news media has changed since the 80s, definitely. especially it's been heightened in the last five, six years where it's like, you know, at home, like my parents have a newspaper subscription. So I check out like the newspaper when I'm at home. Right. But obviously when I'm here or like I'm just on my laptop, I just, you know, usually just go to Google News, kind of just scroll through there. And then I get, you know, some sports news through Instagram right. and all that type of stuff. Like it's not necessarily like... And I do, like, check out a few, like, websites. Like, I go to, like, theringer.com uh, for, yeah, yeah. like, other stories like that. Um, but the way that, you know, it's all, like, instantaneous type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, the news cycle is now where it's, like, 24-7 with Twitter and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. And so, with the candor, it's kind of, we have to evolve to that. So, we have to have, like, you know, more of a social media presence. Like, we have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account that we're trying to get content out every day on. That type of thing. So... As but you know we're still a weekly publication and still like the news stories like take time to write especially mm-hmm. um, since we want to do a good job with with them that type of thing right that makes total sense um, one thing that I do want to um, every week kind of touch on with whoever the guest is um, is just kind of anything that you would want to talk about either with worldly news or like benedictine like i know there's a lot of controversial things going on in the world right now um so i didn't know if you have you know whether it's sports or you know tech or something like that whether you'd want to but um yeah yeah if you want to bring up something to have a chat about that would be that'd be great if you have a well, just a quick shameless plug. Um, <laughs> if you are interested in being a part of the candor, uh, if you're a photographer, if you're a writer, or you're just in like interested in social media, anything like that, just you know, swipe up on any Instagram story, like DM the Twitter account, um, and then we'll get you kind of going with that. Um, so yeah, if you want, yeah, don't be afraid to get involved. But kind of, I'll piggyback off of that where it's like you know. Um, for me, it's like for any college student, like the college experience is like what you make of it. Right. Like if you go to Illinois State, uh-huh. but you just like sit in your room and play video games. Right. If you go to Benedictine and like you sit in your room and play video games, uh-huh. you're gonna have the same experience. Yeah. You know, and then like for example, like if you like like you want to be active, you want to be involved, like you'll be active and involved. Like if you're here at Benedictine or if you're here at somewhere else, like you uh-huh. know if you like playing basketball with your friends, right? Like you'll play basketball with your friends no matter where you're at, type yeah. of thing. So. But I think it's important, like, you just get involved. So if you want to get involved, like, be sure to reach out. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's going on, like, in the world, I think it's kind of interesting just um, within, like, the past, I don't know, maybe, like, six years, the mm-hmm. rise in, like, artificial intel- intelligence. Yeah. I know, like, you know, it was, like, 
I was in like middle school and like high school and I was so interested in like self-driving cars right. and like self-driving like semi-trucks and uh -huh. all that stuff. Yeah. And then now I feel like a lot of companies are kind of rebelling against that uh -huh. type of thing where it's kind of like they, they're putting, like they used to put technology first and now they're putting like people and humans first. Right. Which I think is kind of interesting. Uh -huh. I mean, I mean, I don't really know, but I think it's kind of like cool. I think it's a very interesting time to be alive right now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, but like, I don't know, I just think all that stuff's pretty interesting and I want to like, you know, learn more about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I was, uh, actually in class today, one of my IDS courses, mm -hmm. it's about like global and environmental health. Um, like we were talking just about like population, um, mm -hmm. like influxes, like throughout, like, I think it was from like 1960 when we read this article from 1960 and then like to today, mm -hmm. 21, 2021, when we have like 7 billion people on the planet, like the amount of things that we've done since this 1968 or whatever oh it was, gosh, like yeah. crazy. Like yeah. I remember I've, I've seen articles from like the nineties where it was like, we, they thought we were going to have flying cars like by now and <laughs> yeah. it's like, we're not even close, yeah. but, um, cause it's just so much more complex than that. Mm -hmm. But, um, that's interesting. Are you a big are you a Tesla fan or? So it's interesting. Like, I I really think Elon Musk is. Um, I like Elon Musk. I think he's you know he's yeah. a character. Like he like who else is like host SNL That's and like true, does all yeah. this like kind of crazy stuff. Fab fabulous tweets yeah, too. He's fabulous like, tweets. Go ahead and follow Elon Musk <laughs> for a great time. He is yeah. funny. But I think it's interesting where it's like okay, like he you know brought so much like you know funding so much like attention to like space travel like you mm -hmm. know he put like done this all these unmanned rocket launches where it comes back and like all this stuff which is absolutely crazy and then it's interesting now i know like jeff bezos just did something with that as well but it's also like on the counter side of that where it's like all right like each rocket costs 300 million dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like could this 300 million dollars been you yeah. been used to like you know like some sort of educational funding <laughs> right, where like right. people actually need it instead of just being right. like hey we can put this rocket into space right which i think is obviously it's important that we have this technology like you know that for science you know there's all this funding towards science um and knowing what's out there because you know but also we know more about space than we do about like you know the depths of the ocean type of thing so i i think all that stuff's kind of interesting where it's like how do you find that balance between like putting all this funding towards science, but also, like, you know, funding these underfunded schools, you know right. what I mean? So, but I think, you know, like, Tesla's, like, the first, like, you know, electric comp car right. company. Uh -huh. I know Ford, the new Ford, like, F-150's all yeah, electric. Yeah, wild. Crazy, yeah. That, yeah. So, but I mean, I think he's, you know, an innovator, definitely someone to uh -huh. look at, you know? I was, um, funnily enough that you bring him up, it, or I guess I did, but, um, I was on my back deck, like on my porch, like yeah. um, this summer, and I think I was just—I don't remember what you we were doing. I think I was just chilling out with my family or mm -hmm. doing something like that, and I was looking up at the sky, and a line of like—I don't know—probably fifteen, like like they looked like stars or like some sort really? of like spaceship, all moving like in a line, like mm -hmm. through the sky. And I was like, you know, tapping my family. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like we're being attacked. Like yeah. something crazy like that. And I immediately, like, this is how great technology like, is. I just went, you know, <laughs> funny enough, I tell this story to everybody, but, like, I literally typed in in Google, like, what? dots traveling in line in the sky. Yeah. And, like, immediately, boom, popped up. It was like, oh, yeah, Elon, Musk, Elon Musk's um, satellites are all moving in a straight line through yeah. the sky, and you could see them. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that I saw, like, the 20 seconds it was by my house. Yeah. Like, in our hemisphere or what it was. That's crazy. Yeah. Which was, like, so mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. And, um... Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting that you're mm -hmm. interested in that. That's it's definitely yeah. people making like crazy stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then I know, so I like I um like looking at the stars and uh -huh. all that stuff. Like the light because of light pollution, like uh -huh. it's pretty like you know subpar around here. Right. Um, but every past few summers, me and my friends have gone out to Colorado. Right. Like some camping out there. Yeah. And like the stars at night on a clear night. It's, absolutely ridiculous Man. and then you're kind of just sitting out there and you look up and it's like oh and then you kind of just see like something shooting through the sky right. and then like, you kind of just follow it uh -huh. and then like two minutes later you'll see that same thing on that trajectory yeah. around there so it's cool how there's just some i wonder how many satellites are just, are just you know from rotating. like who knows how many different countries yeah. like yeah different 
companies um, even. That's interesting that you say it's like poor, like you can't really see the stars around yeah. here because it's true. Like it yeah. just that's just how it is. More people like closer to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, like I live an hour north. Okay. So I am from the land of the cornfields essentially, but. Um, Where are you from? Johnsburg. Johnsburg, Illinois. okay. It's like, yeah, like, I always tell people like Crystal yeah. Lake yeah, or my, like Grays Lake. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad and family uh, like grew up in like the McHenry. Oh, area. really? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten minutes away. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Town right over. So that's interesting. Okay. Well, small world. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't remember a night this past summer unless it was cloudy or rainy. Like on a clear night, I could see like the whole sky. Yeah. Like, which is cool. Which I always appreciated like growing mm-hmm. up. And the same thing with like sunsets. I know it's weird and like yeah, yeah, sad yeah. to talk about, but like, like it's cool, like to be able to like grow up like in a place where like you get to see like everything. Yeah, like I got my fair share of the city because I'm like two hours away from it, and yeah. then like I go right back to like the countryside, yeah. I guess uh-huh. you could call it, and then you like see stuff like that. Yeah, but like people aren't obviously as fortunate if they live in the suburbs, like mm-hmm. they don't get to see like sunsets or like they don't have yeah. the views or like the nature that we have, but. um yeah, that's definitely cool. I've always been interested in the space, uh, yeah, space travel. So it's cool that we finally get uh, somebody who's yeah pursuing that. No, yeah. Have you uh, taken astrology here? I have taken astronomy. Astronomy. That's what yes. I meant. Yeah, I have. <laughs> my taken, bad. I took it sophomore my sophomore year with Doctor um, Wisner. With Doctor Wisner. Yeah. Yes, great I, class. Honestly, great class. If I had to be honest with you, probably one of my favorite classes that I've taken oh, here. Yeah. yeah, like I took it fresh first semester freshman year. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. It was a blast. It was a blast. It was probably my favorite. No, yeah, I'll say it's probably my favorite, like, non-core business course right. type of thing. Right. Like, elective. You're not, whatever, yeah. You're not your you major. Call it. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, that was definitely cool. He's he's pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he had, I think my favorite part of that class was, not only, like, does he just have, like, a crazy amount of insight on, mm-hmm. like, because he actually does it. Yeah. Like, for, you know, his job. Yeah. Um, like, he was talking about, he went to... Um, not sure i'm not gonna say the country i don't want to be wrong but um somewhere in south america oh yeah where you can see certain things at certain times but um the cool thing that i liked was that he brought in a another professor from school not sure what the professor's name was but um that was in uh the philosophy department so like oh yeah you know kind of like the religion and or like space type thing like Mm -hmm. and like just kind of like common thought and like knowledge put together and like Mm -hmm. he literally stood the both of them up there and like the students just got to talk at them so like it was like when's the sun gonna blow up like like how much longer do the humans have to live like so it was just kind of like a spitfire type thing but a lot of like weird things that go into astronomy that you don't or like space in general yeah. that you don't even like think about uh-huh because before i took that class like you always say like oh yeah like, well like venus is made out of like this gas right. and i'm like like how do you how do you know that like, right no one no one's been there right. <laughs> like no one's been there no one's going there like how do we know like you know it's like helium or whatever it is yeah and it's like well you can tell from the light that's emitting like how far it is it's like oh like that kind of makes sense like it works yeah. so it's like I always think that's interesting how they, like, know what... Just things. Yeah, yeah, just, like, stuff. And then it's, like, you do this... I forget, I don't know. It's, like, you do this, like, one test, and if it comes up here on the spectrum of light, then it's, like, you know, it's that. And really? I'm, like, all right. Like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, like, one of my favorite parts, like, recently was, like, they sent... Or they've had the rovers, like, on Mars. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can go on, like, a website and, like, actually see, like, what they're doing. It's, like... Uh, that seems impossible. Yeah. Like, they'll uh-huh. put on, like, I'll, like, be scrolling through Twitter, and then all of a sudden, like, it's a, like, I'm seeing another planet. Like, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Me. So, um, all right, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm interested to see in future episodes, like, oh, what yeah. people are interested in. That's cool you're interested yeah, yeah. in space and stuff, like, in space travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll wrap things up, and I'll just, um, say, like, what, what are you most excited for, like, in this school year? Like, kind of a complete 180 yeah. from that segment. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like... Um, just kind of wrap things up. Uh, what are you yeah, excited for at Benedictine and what, what are you looking forward to like in the school year? Yeah. So just like, you know, um, I'm a big sports guy yeah. and like the past two years I've been writing about Benedictine sports for yeah. the candor and like started, started last year. I've been doing the play by play announcing for okay. Benedictine athletics. Yeah. So just like now that we're all in person to kind of see like some Benedictine sports, yeah, definitely. I'm kind of pumped about that. Just like um the men's soccer game uh-huh. the other day oh my gosh it was electric so here's what happened yeah. so paint me the picture yeah. so elmers was up one zero and it was a back and forth game um and then it was seven seconds left and uh hayden got 
Hayden Van Son got fouled in the box. Yeah. Like someone just came up and pushed him from behind. And so they gave they awarded Benedictine a PK with like seven seconds remaining. They scored on it, tied the game one one. Game goes into overtime. Like two minutes into overtime, uh, like a through ball finds the back of the net, yeah. and that's game. Man, they went two two to one. And since it was Elmhurst, and Elmhurst is a good team, oh, yeah. um, so they had a fair amount of fans there. Um, and it was kind of definitely like, you know it was an intense game, like, right. both on the field and off. So it was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah so I know, I know. I uh, know for men's basketball, yeah. uh, there's a the, definitely get courtside. Started yes. uh, talking some smack. Definitely. And you then, guys were great last yeah. year. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I know you know baseball had a nice little run last year in the conference champ. Uh-huh. Like I think they made it to the conference championship game. Softball is always good. Yep. Um, women's basketball is good. Like, so you know, I'm just looking forward to supporting other sports teams. You know. Yeah. That's nice. I, I always try to get out to as much as I can. It's yeah. obviously just, you know, the give and take. Yeah. You know, if we come to your game, you can ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's just a whole big sport. But, yeah, I know a lot of people are looking forward to, to sports this year on campus just being back yeah. and uh, being able to enjoy, like, it in person. Yeah. Because um, I know watching – I I'm pretty sure that if volleyball was in like everything was normal, that I would have been down there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we would have been no, definitely the road, made the trip road trip, road trip yeah. down there. It was in it was in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Matt, you know what? We probably would have made the it yeah. probably would have made the trip. So um, that's good that we yeah. might be able to have the opportunity again. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that wraps things up. Tim, thank you for um, chatting with me. No problem. It's been a great time. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of cool things we talked about. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, like I said, this will be a weekly um, publishing of um, new guests from the Benedictine community. Um, you can find um, both this podcast link and the other written articles from The Candor at uh, thecandor.wordpress.com. And um, Tim, thank you again. Appreciate it. No problem.